Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers in an ugly victory, but it's a victory. And a victory right now because I am joined by Skinny from Where the Magic Happens Pod. Thank you so much, sir. Looking forward to getting your takes. Skinny, I'm not so sure that this was a all wins are wins. So I'm not complaining here. But I'm not so sure that we won the game so much as the Cavs lost it. They shot 35% from the field, 22.5% from three. I thought that, like, are we playing ourselves? 22.5% from three on 40 attempts? Holy crap. I mean, they were already without Mobley. Jarrett Allen was racking up fouls like Tristan Thompson's racking up baby mamas. Like, he was out of the game a lot. You were in the building, sir, so... Give me, you know, your take, your feeling. What did it feel like from your perspective? Wow, wow, wow! <laughs> what a what a handsome guy to do to do an uh, intro for me, man. Ooh, I just yeah, turn me up a little bit more. Um, hey, I like I'm this great. already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, last night at the game, the energy in the arena, I will say, won us part of that ball game as well. Um, mm. I'm gonna throw a tidbit at you. You're talking about how poorly Cleveland shot. You see that they go nine of 40 from downtown. They hit seven of those threes in the first quarter. Um, so it was really like that first quarter was just, I was like, man, is it going to be one of these again? Is it going to mm. be Brooklyn where we just can't shoot with the other team? Yeah. Um, so I agree. I think, you know, part of that is them losing that game, but our defense in that third quarter, that run we went on for a little bit, Jalen diving on the floor, the lob, we'll talk about all that, but I think it's kind of 50 50 on the win. Word. Yeah. Now you bring up a good point. Like that first quarter, the first quarters are something I'm keeping a keen eye on right now because in our losses, we, we kind of lose it early with those first quarters. And in this one, they were on fire. I mean, they were, as you said, they hit uh, seven of their three point shots from beyond the arc. They were shooting 41% at that point from three. So they were hitting some tough shots. Uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, both netting seven. But even after that, we were we stuck with them. You know, it wasn't like we let go like in the Brooklyn match, um, twenty nine to twenty two. Like we're we're still in it. We're still there. Um, so I felt good about that. That was one of the notes. I said better start to the first. They made some hard shots, but we stayed with them. You know, early on too, it's very clear that especially with Evan Mobley out. They don't have anyone that can guard Paolo Vancaro. Like they, their guards are way too small. And like you're gonna put Dean Wade? D- excuse <laughs> me, so Dean Wade? I mean, I don't think he's related to. He's probably as much related to Dwayne Wade as I am to Skinny. Like brothers from a different mother, perhaps. But like exactly, it, exactly. it's not the same player though. It's a different D Wade. <laughs> He's, he's he's like a fake Kevin Love. He's like Kevin Hate. You know what I mean? And you're trying you're trying to throw him on Paulo Bancaro. It was not that was never gonna work. Unfortunately, we didn't get the foul calls. I thought we should have. Uh, I think like let me ask you, like from being there, it's I feel like when you're at a game, it's more frustrating. But like on TV, did it just look like a bloodbath with no foul calls for us in that first half? It did look like um, they were getting a lot more ticky-tack stuff than we were. I mean, I can remember one instance of like Darius Garland dribbling himself behind the backboard and drawing a foul somehow. I think it was on Anthony Black. And Anthony, you know, he does leave his feet. That's my one. He's a tremendous defender, but he loves to kind of like leave his feet and be all over the place. 
but he didn't even really come in contact with Darius at all, and they called the foul on him. There was a lot of that. And looking at um, the free throws, 33 times they got to the line. And that's surprising, you know, your, to your point from us. We only got to the line 25 times, and that's supposed to be our bread and butter. You know, Paolo Bancaro, I think he only touched the charity stripe not many times. He got three three looks at the charity stripe, and he was banging down low. So the whole game. It definitely felt like, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to get those calls. He, he's an expert at that. He was there nine times. But Darius Garland really, I mean, he was cooking last night. 11 to 23. He got to the line 12 times, 36 points. He was the only player. No, I checked that. He was the only starter in plus minutes, as was Tristan Thompson, um, who my fiance is going to hate because she's like a Kim Kardashian fan. And Tristan Thompson, I guess, is enemy number one. Um, so... But, I mean, some somehow he's more known for fumbling a Kardashian than even <laughs> dating one. So, <laughs> no, your point is the point is well taken. Um, what did you think about? I have you know something that was a big difference for us versus the first time that we played the Cavs was that we had Ji and we lost Jalen Suggs early in that game too. But just zooming in on Ji's minutes, what did you see there? Seeing him back with the second unit, he was in only for thirteen minutes, but. But is there anything that you liked there, sir? Uh, first thing that I loved about J.I., and I, I rave about it every game that he's been able to play play in so far this season. I was a little nervous. Uh, after he got hurt again last year, I was like, mm-hmm. is he going to come back with the mentality of, like, I can re- out-rebound guys and want to crash the offensive glass? Because he's been, I think he's shooting like 23% from deep right now, which you're not asking Jonathan Isaac to be a world beater from behind the arc. Sure. Um, but I think in, in like his first minute or so, no, that's a lie because he came in with like two seconds left in the first. But um, he got that offensive rebound, that putback. Um, I love just seeing him incorporate himself himself into the mm. offense. You know what I'm saying? Not not necessarily waiting for a, a play to be drawn up or a broken play. Just being the same guy he is defensively, like helping people, cleaning up other people's scraps. Um, then defensively, man, game changer. Yeah. Game changer. Uh, he comes in the game and it's like, it's so fun watching him just freely roam around. It's like he just picks who he's gonna torture on this possession or whatever. <laughs> um, so I think that was that was that was it for me. What about you? No, you're abs- I, You hit it. Like it's it's a completely different dynamic, especially on the defensive end of the ball to to see because one of my big knocks on the front office and there's not much you can not because they have done a tremendous job putting this team together but coming into the season even uh, hey guys you know the center depth is a little light what what's going on here because we do have Wendell Carter who gets injured and Jonathan Isaac who gets injured so you know it's it's been tough and when we get beat we still got beat on the boards tonight which is freaking surprising and a little worrisome still 48 to the 43 we lost the boards but it's nice to have Jonathan Isaac back in there. That kind of mutes my voice a little bit. I'm not going to give you so much shit, Jeff Weltman, if Jonathan Isaac is playing because he's able to cover up some of those deficiencies and some of that lack of center depth. He's a forward, but really he does a lot of the things that I want a center to do. Moritz may body up the big, but like you said, you just got Jonathan Isaac kind of roaming there like a defensive back, ready to help from the weak side and swat stuff away. And that that works. That makes things that alleviates a lot of the center depth issues that I think 
I would like us to address at some point. Maybe it won't be at this trade deadline. I'm working on a piece for Orlando Magic Daily. Might not be this trade deadline. Maybe over the summer. I don't know. But I've loved what Goga has brought and another tremendous game from Goga because he he protects the rim. Uh, how many blocks did he have today? Four blocks. Four blocks. Four and, blocks, man. And I, I love Wendell and his numbers in terms of guys, how they how well they shoot when he's on them close to the hoop is are very favorable for him. But he's not a guy that guards coming into the paint are going to think about and having to alter their shot. Goga's yep. becoming that type of guy. Jonathan Isaac already was. So now there is no rest for opposing guards that are trying to come into the lane. You got Goga on the starter side. You got Jonathan Isaac on on the uh, on the second unit. Um, well, I then, want, I mean, I think oh, – go ahead. You got it. No, no, no. You, you go. You go. You got another point I, on this? I want to go to slow-mo Joe after this, but if you got some more Jonathan Isaac yes. love, let's, let's let it come. I um, got some Jonathan Isaac love. Really just like defensive setting love. Um I think the while you're you're explaining what you were just explaining, and even like Moritz, um, I don't think Moritz is you know nobody's gonna rave about him being a top five, top ten defender or anything like that, but he is good for the body ups. I've always felt like Wendell has not it's not an issue. It's just like a you know his skill is more rim deterrence versus rim protection. Yes, you know he can he'll he's part of that body up crew. I don't know, I mm-hmm. call him the body up crew guys that can body up, but Goga is gonna stop you from getting that shot off. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, but you talk about guards getting into the paint and have to deal with those guys. That's if they can get past Jalen Suggs on top of the key, man. So uh, it's just been a great thing, like you said. Just it's you can be critical of a team when like it's like, man, we're bringing these guys that can't stay healthy. But I understand what you guys were doing when you looked at this team and saw what they could be all together when they are healthy. So can you t- talk a little bit more about the? the vibe in the arena because I have a I have an arena point and I'm um but I want to hear from you first about what what was the vibe, how was the crowd, what was going on uh in person there? Uh the ambiance of Amway. Um it was dope. I mean I, I love I just love showing up to Amway having to be shoulder to shoulder with people at games mm-hmm. now. Like it's ridiculous. Um on a Monday night no less. On a on a Monday night, man. You know what I mean? I I've I was a kid when Dwight was here. So last time mm-hmm. I remember it looking like that was 10, 10 something years ago. Yeah. Um, it was, it was Jewish heritage night at okay. Amway. So we had a, a lot of yarmulkes in the building or what? A lot, lot of yarmulkes. <laughs> um, okay. The halftime. Okay. Our, our halftime and in between timeout challenges with the fans. Very good tonight. Last night. Very All good. Right. I'll say they were, nice. we had a, had a little, uh, yeah. Three guys riding these like trolleys, Kyle, like imagine, Three grown men are on trolleys and they're racing around these cones. And when I tell you all of Amway is just like, come on, let's go. You got people saying, no, that guy cheated. It was fun. It was pretty good. I'll say. Hell yeah. Were there any like really dope, like magic out yarmulkes that you noticed? Uh, no, any, I did like, not. Super swaggy me. ones. All right. No. Well, second cousins, Hebrew second cousins out there. If you know. We'll we'll represent. I just give me a swaggy yamaka. I will rock it on show. We'll, we'll go to the Amway next uh, Jewish Heritage Night. Um, yeah, it was a hundred percent capacity. So this is my gripe. This is my gripe. Skinny it has nothing to do with the crowd. The crowd seemed awesome from watching at home. My gripe is that there were front row seats next to the bench that were vacant for a long time, and there was some people. They must have been coming from Miami or something, like fake fans here that showed up 
like third quarter or something, I saw some seats in the lower bowl that were available. They were sold, obviously. But my thing is like, hey, man, if you don't come by second quarter, we're, we're inviting the real fans down. You get to come on and, and sit down. I don't think that uh, management's going to go for that, but I just think we need to reward the hardcore fans and uh, fill those seats down by the bowl, man. That's crazy that you even – I'm glad I, I didn't ask what your point was and I just let you explain it because I was at the game with my friend Stan last night, and I was telling him it might have been like the third quarter or so, and I was just like, man, I, why don't we just do like seat upgrades? Like, right. what, 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 where's that at? Like, yeah. It's supposed to be packed. I want the other team to feel like the fans are right on top of them. You know, yeah. like the diehard fans, not just the people that are sitting there eating popcorn. No, the guys that are like screaming at you. Yes. You're trash. You can't yes. guard my guy. That's that's what we want. So I, well, I'm i right with you, Kyle. I'm right with you, man. <laughs> yeah. The, as as they're coming in, there should be kind of like folks at the door just looking, okay, yep, here, you can put your name on. You look hardcore. And we'll just, you know, <laughs> let's get some type of upgrade package going. Thank you. I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength with that. And now just a little bit of slow-mo Joe. Love, I mean, the name is so apt. 20 minutes, thank goodness. He rolled that ankle pretty good. Max Struess being a bastard trying to take our players out. Um, he's he's just he so culture. patient, man. He's so he culture. He's so patient. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that was wonderful. <laughs> You can't rush the man, and he had. Uh, let's see, see. Well, how many how many dishes that he had? Only three. It felt like more. Twelve points, six of six from the floor. A perfect night. Oh, I'm sorry, that was free throw. Way to go, Kyle. Uh, two of five from the floor. Two of four from beyond the arc. But just love what Joe continues to bring. A calm, a patience on that second unit, and he gets guys in the right position. Uh, and man, he threw that dunk back too, like on uh, Donovan Mitchell. He couldn't handle all that booty. He like he got him in that with a third quarter. That was freaking hilarious, man. Donovan that was Mitchell a couldn't flop handle all too. that. That was a horrible flop. I needed to see him get fined two thousand dollars today. Like that was a bad <laughs> flop by D Mitch. I know Joe Ingles, he thick, but it ain't <laughs> he ain't Nicki Minaj back there, my boy. You're all right. You should you should be good. But no, nah, man, uh, seriously, Joe was Joe was just I think the first possession he came in, he threw he ran a pick and roll with Goga and got a lob off. Yep. I think that was like the first paint touch we had in like five possessions straight. Um, how have you felt about the Joe Ingles experience? I remember like just, you know, five games into the season, there there was a huge amount of people saying, should Joe Ingles begin 20 minutes a game? Is yeah. he going to contribute? He doesn't shoot the ball. Have you felt, what are we, like 23 games in now? Yeah, I was definitely trying to temper all those expectations. He's an older cat. He was, you know, he had he had been off the ACL, but – you just felt like it was going to take some time for him to get his sea legs under him and get used to the team. So I was very much, let's stay the course. I would like him to take more three-point shots. I would like anybody to take more three-point shots, to be honest. And I think Joe Ingles is that guy because he's a career 40% three-point shooter. So, you know, four attempts, we don't have a guy right now. Jalen Suggs is taking the most attempts on our team at 4.2 attempts, or I'm sorry, 5.2 attempts, what I wrote it down a moment ago, 4.2 attempts, I believe, per game. And like, no, it must be five. Um, And we need more than that. Like, I'd like to have Joe Ingles taking seven three-point shots a night. And he's more of a facilitator than I really realized. And, um, And that's been fantastic. But I still would like 
the other team to have to defend the three point line. And I think that's he can definitely do that. He has the the career accolades, so teams are going to respect him. But you know, let's get up, let's get up some shots, guys. Like let's let's make teams defend the entire court so that Paulo and Franz can can eat down low. What about you? How, how you feeling about slow mojo, Jingle Joe? I love me some Jingle Joe, man. Jingle Bell's right around the holiday season. It's perfect <laughs> right now. Um, I was, I was, I'm right with you. Like you know, the start of the season, I always comment on what I see, like from each game. So yeah, I was like, you know, man, Joe Ingles got 20 minutes tonight and didn't put up any shots. But I wasn't off the Joe Ingles train. Um, now that he's come along and not come along, but you know, he's just playing his game, playing the game that we kind of you've seen from Joe Ingles before. Um, I've loved it, man. I think I've loved the way Mose has tweaked his lineups and his rotations where Cole may be the sixth man of this team, but Joe Ingles might be that first guy off the bench sometimes, you know, to give Franz that rest. He comes in. Now that, those are the, you know, stretches where Paulo gets hot to end the first or, you know, Gog is getting his lobs, guys hitting threes. I think Joe has been a huge, huge addition. Um, I don't think his... Joe doesn't have the uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for there? You know, like that shooters shooter shoot first right. all the time mentality because he's yeah. such a good playmaker. Um, so we I, I agree that we need to shoot the three ball more. Like I say, you know, if we shoot under three thirty threes a game, we're gonna win. Mm -hmm. But realistically, that's you know for a long term, most, most teams you gotta shoot the three ball. You're gonna yeah. need to knock down some threes. I think a guy. That that focus should be put on him a little bit more is Gary Harris. If you yeah. ask me, that's that's the other guy on this team. You said Joe Ingles is a forty percent three point shooter. We know what Gary Harris can do. Yeah, he took three shots last night, Kyle. I know. Yeah, he he's kind of he's kind of fading into the background a little bit too much for me too, Skinny. Um, but a guy that certainly is front and center lately is Goga Bitatse. I mean, another Goga. tremendous game from Goga. Fifteen points. Seven boards. We already talked about the blocks, but man, he's been on one these like these last five, six games. Man, he's really hitting his stride, especially on the scoring side. I mean, the the defensive uh, presence was always there. He was kind of altering shots, getting boards, doing that stuff. But man, players are starting to find him a little bit more, and he's operating uh, from from the the in the post there really, really well. I mean. Goga Bitatse is going to make the, the decision difficult when Wendell Carter Jr. comes back. We've talked a little bit about it on Court Cousins, and I'm sure you guys have on Where the Magic Happens as well. What's your, what's your take on Goga? Would you, you, you like what you're seeing, and, and what's that debate going to be like for you when he comes back, when Wendell comes back? It's going to be a tough one, Kyle. Yeah. It is going to be a tough one. <laughs> um, man, because first off, the giving Goga is what I like to call it. Oh, what beautiful. we ran last beautiful. night, that little him and Jalen Suggs, like you talk about him operating out of the high post. Oh, I got some, we got some praise going. Yeah. Fellas. Oh, that's good. That's good. You got the applause for that one. <laughs> um, That play that, I mean, I think when you look at, when I look at Goga, this is a guy that we picked up what the latter half of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one of those signings where like, Oh, people were like, Oh, who's this guy? You know who he is now. We know who Goga is. He's stepped up huge in the um, while we've been missing Wendell. I don't know what that conversation looks like though, man. Because yeah. I'm a big Wendell guy. Yeah, I, I really, I really am. Um, but 
it's just like certain points of it are just interesting to me because you know before you got hurt i was looking at him and i was like man unfortunately our center is one of our better floor spacers mm-hmm. um so i was like how is goga gonna do that goga doesn't shoot a ton of threes he's found a way to impact the game literally the way he plays it and i value that because I, that's a guy that is is going to be able to play you in a lot of different situations you know he's not such a situational player because we've seen games where goga we can rave about goga having six points three blocks eight boards versus games like last night where he has 15 seven and four um i don't know i don't know man I, I, yeah. mm, I don't like that question, Kyle. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to come with the, the fastballs. I know you're a baseball player, but I didn't mean to come with the high heat. I'm sorry. We can <laughs> we can have that conversation a little bit later. It's a little preempted anyways. Back to this game, though. The Magic did – I mean, it, it was ugly. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a pretty match. We shot 46% from the field, uh, 26%, almost 27% from three. Uh, but what we did do is we locked down in the third. That's where games are won, right? When you come out of half, who is going to put up or shut up? We came out. We won the third. I think um, – let's see. What do we hold them to in the third? Um, 15, 15 points. points. 15 points. 30 to 15. And there was a streak there for like, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes where they hadn't scored a bucket. So we really locked them down in the third. And, hey, came away with the win. Not going to complain about that. But looking forward to our schedule – We've got some tough games coming up. We got in Boston, in the Garden, in the Garden, dude, wicked. Friday, December 15th against the, against the Celtics, then Sunday again. Then we get the heat in our home. We got to protect home court, as Jalen Jalen said. We get the dubs at home. We protect the home court. Then we go to Milwaukee, go to Indiana to play the Pacers. This stretch of, what is it, one, two, three, four, five games – it's it's going to be a tough stretch. It's weird because I think the Cavs are playing the Celtics on Thursday night. So the Celtics will be playing us on the second night of a back-to-back. So I went from rooting against the Cavs now to rooting for them. I hope they make it difficult for the Celtics and wear them out for our win, for our, our game win. Oh, I hope that was a Freudian slip. On Friday... What are you thinking here? I mean, we got five games coming up. What What do you think about those those tough teams? What are we coming away with here, Skinny? You think we're gonna sweep the Celts in the Garden? In the Garden, uh, man, and I, shut I'm Addy not House sure. up in his house. I would love to. Oh my god! I'll tell you that. that I can tell you amazing. what I'd love to do. I can tell you what I'd love to do, and that would be sweep them. Um, I think somebody made the point the other day it's kind of the law of averages especially Mm -hmm. a really good team like the celtics you're not going to be able to dominate them every single matchup right i definitely think we split i think we i'll say i'll say this if we don't split it'll be a disappointment because that is a team that we can beat regardless of i i really think that's a team that we can beat i don't know if we can do it twice on their home floor because as good as we are at home 10 and 1 i believe and we're on a nine game home winning streak Mm -hmm. they haven't lost at home at all they haven't lost at home at all. So I'm hoping – I'm actually rooting against the Cavs. I want oh. the Celtics to beat them on Thursday. Yeah. I want them to feel good about a win. Okay. And we just – I want to shut it down, Kyle. Lull them into a false sense of security and then go yep. in for the kill. Okay. I see Absolutely. where your head's at. See, you're playing 
chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Thank you so much, Skinny Man. It's been good hopping on, having someone to riff with about this game, about what we got going on. Make sure everybody out there, if you haven't already, you're turning it, tuning into Where the Magic Happens pod to see Skinny and the rest of the boys. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Let's go. Let's go, Magic. See you on Friday. Peace out, Skinny. Peace out, man. All right. Nope, that's that not was it. Dope. <laughs> oh, that was dope. Oh.